Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. How's it going, Lexi? Hi. Good. How are you? I'm good. Pretty good. Um, we were just talking about how gloomy of a day it is here, which makes us sleepy and all the things, but doing good. What are your temperatures like there? Um, man, it's pretty chilly today. It's like 50s for a high, oh, but it's, it okay. was like 30 this morning. So Okay. Oh, man. Our highs are in the 30 today, and it's oh, so gosh. windy. I'm like, oh. I don't mind being in the cold, but I cannot handle I have sensitive ears, and it hurts my ears. <laughs> you know what? I do too. And anytime I, I, whenever we go on walks, I have to either have a toboggan on or earmuffs or my ears yeah. will hurt. I need to get some cute earmuffs. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say mine are cute, but they're, um, they're earmuffs. They're yeah. black and fur. Um, they actually, they're actually like, I mean, for earmuffs, they're pretty. My uncle got them for yeah. me for Christmas. They're pretty earmuffs. Oh, that's um, funny. But I mean, yeah, an earmuff, I don't know if it's ever like super cute, but I don't know. I think earmuffs are cute. I think they're really feminine. Is it? Okay. Maybe. I don't have any, though. Not that I remember, but yeah. anyway. Um, <laughs> just, ears. It, it's to the stage of pregnancy now to where my face is getting puffy. So I'm like, I told Jared on our walk this morning, I had the earmuffs on and my hair is like this. And I said, I just feel like a meatball. <laughs> Uh, that's so funny because I wake up every day and look in the mirror. I'm like, is it puffy yet? Is it puffy yet? Is this puffy? Is it lack of sleep? What is it? <laughs> like, I just feel like a meatball. Like, that's so funny. I don't know what that means, but you don't look like a meatball. It's like, okay. <laughs> just keep saying that. I feel like they have, I'm sure they notice. I'm sure oh, they I'm notice. I'm sure. I'm like, you've got to notice this. Maybe though, acting like you maybe don't. because it's so gradual, they don't notice as much because I know Brian notices in the, they is afterward because it's static the difference mm -hmm. so maybe the slow chub isn't as noticeable to them i don't know maybe maybe that's it and then, um yeah when you look back at pictures i was looking at pictures of when i was pregnant with ransom and valor i was like wow it like you don't feel i mean you feel like oh man i'm i'm looking pregnant but you don't like with ransom <laughs> I had no idea. So Ransom, my belly got the biggest with Ransom of the three. He was my first and my belly was so big with him. And um, it's crazy because like in whenever I was actually pregnant, I was like still feeling pretty good at the end. So you don't feel like I have a gigantic belly right now, but you do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I think it's from your perspective. You're like, this doesn't look, it's not yeah. that it looks bad, but no. you just think, oh, you can't tell that I'm pregnant. Yeah. Right? So I was like, you can tell. Dude, I'm not even noticeable. It's <laughs> so funny. Really? Yeah. Mm. But um, I'm starting to have like the contractions that are like, I mean, they're not like consistent contractions or anything, but where your belly, I don't know if that ever happens to you, but my belly gets like hard on both mm -hmm. sides. So it almost looks like an M. I actually took a picture of it. I'll send it to you earlier. But my belly looked at like an M, like a straight up M, like a large Weird. lump on this side, a large lump on this side. Yeah. It's just okay. So I thought, I thought that's what labor contractions would feel like. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not what it felt like, which makes me feel better now because I'm like, oh, I think I probably know what a 
Braxton Hicks's now versus a real contraction. Mm -hmm. But I'll take, yeah, send me the picture because that's, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At the beginning of my labor with Ransom, um, my doula described it as a hug. Feels like a hug, like someone's kind of just like squeezing. Yeah, that, that's a good way to describe it, actually. And I remember like after being in labor for 24 hours being like, this is no longer a hug. This is no longer a hug. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. The so one thing, okay, I've been waiting all week to talk to you about the show, The Victorian Farm, and I literally... Mm -hmm. <laughs> did not box you about it because I was saving it. I was like, I love this show so much. And I know Lexi would like this show, but I'm not going to even tell her about it because I want to talk to her about it on the podcast. And then yesterday you post on your Instagram, your kids watching the Victorian <laughs> farm. It's like, what the happened? <laughs> um, but I just randomly found it by looking on Amazon Prime's like watching oh. like, recommendations. Okay. And I have loved it. Are you watching it or just the kids watching it? No, I'm watching. I, I found it, I think it was like maybe February-ish of last year, and I started it. It's so not something that Brian's into at all. <laughs> so um, I was only able to watch it like the nights he was gone, but then I kind of thought, you know what? The the yard was picking up, the garden was picking up, and I just thought, I'm going to wait till next next winter, which here we are, and now we're watching Victorian Farm. Yeah, Jared has liked it too. It's been really interesting because I feel like we're learning a lot. Like, well, see, that's what I'm wondering if after this year of all of the homesteading and gardening yeah. stuff, if Brian would like it more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's really learning a lot. Yeah. I love yeah. the woman on there, Ruth. Um, you can just tell she's so into this. She's so into all of it. And <laughs> yeah, she's really so happy about it. She's so happy about the whole thing. And I said, this is so not an American show. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized that the first time that she spent the night in the bed, she, like the cottage wasn't even done yet. And she's so excited. She's going to stay in her bedroom anyway. And she's like giddy about sleeping on this hay mattress. And I'm like, okay, this is not an American thing. It, American woman would be like complaining the entire time and they would probably all be sleeping with each other. Well, it's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, not good. Um, yeah, because Brian lived in the UK for a little bit, and he he's like, they're so, they're so different, so different from Americans. Mm -hmm. And even on the Great British Baking Show, they're so nice they're to each other. Yep, they're all it's polite. so weird. I know. They're all polite. And, that, yeah. and another thing I noticed about that show is they are all fully invested. All three of them are, like, fully invested. They're, like, working super hard, trying to make things really nice. And, uh, mm -hmm. like, it's just a different, a different thing. Um, yeah, I think part of it is that, their history like american history is still so new but their history has always been agricultural hmm. for like ever forever so it is literally part of their legacy growing up where we're way more modernized here um and actually i just bought a bunch of books that are like memoirs of homesteading back in vermont um that was northridge farm always posts like book stacks and i really really like them so, but I was thinking this morning, I was like, I wonder how these, I've never read like a memoir from a European farmer, but I wonder how they would be different because most of American farm memoirs like that is usually the rebel going against society. Yeah. Where yeah. over there, it's just kind of what everyone has done in their families for years. So yeah. So, yeah. yeah be interesting to read. Yeah. Uh, I was telling Jared the other day, I want to read some good American history books. And you may have good recommendations for that. Um, just because I didn't have 
really, I, well, my education wasn't awesome. Like I didn't have a good high school education. Um, so I was thinking about how I want to go back and read some American history stuff, just because I honestly don't know a lot of American history. Like fiction or nonfiction? Nonfiction. Or yeah, I would say read. fiction too. Yeah, that'd be fine. I'd say Paul Johnson's, um, history of the American people. I think it's pretty, I have it in paperback and in paperback, it's like probably two and a half inches, mm-hmm. but it was really, really good. It, it's, I think it's like Ambleside's year 10 for history, American history. Yeah. I'd like but to. he, he has like some other unpolitically correct guides to history sort of things. Mm-hmm. So I think he does a really good job of portraying American history as it actually was. Yeah. But honestly, that Albion seed, did you listen to them talk about that on what have you? Albion Seed. I think Doug also reviewed it on his. Brian and I listened to it um, on our trip to Idaho, and it was really good for early American history. Really, really yeah, what good. Was what was it? It's called Albion's Seed. Mm-hmm. Um, Albion is over in the UK, Britain. And so it traced, oh gosh, it was like four different people groups that came over from the UK that settled from the north all the way down to the south. Mm-hmm. Um, the pilgrims and after that and just how the different cultures really have affected not only when they were planted there but even what it looks like still today and what development has looked like in america because of those cultural ties mm-hmm. really fascinating like so interesting it's, it was a really um entertaining one to listen to too so you and jared might enjoy it together oh okay yeah did you say they talked about this on what have you um yes that's where i heard of it was on what have you i think that's where it was Yes, I'm pretty sure that's where it was. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. Um, okay, oh, and then I wanted to tell you about that stroganoff I made last night. Mm. It was so good. Ooh, yum. It was awesome. So um, it was just one of those days that everything came together and like I was making beef broth that day anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, we had just got our meat. So I had, I used sirloin tip roast for the meat. And then... <clears throat> I had the beef broth that I made. I had made yogurt last week, so I used that for like the sour cream or whatever. Yep. And I made homemade noodles. So, oh, so we good. Last night, um, how whenever you start using all these homemade ingredients, it really does ruin you because there's like a depth of flavor and richness that is not the same when you buy it from the store of all those <laughs> of all those things that I just stated. And so, anyways, it was amazing. So I was like, I got it to like. Awesome. Yeah. Did you follow a recipe? Yeah. The one from, um, the Prairie here, the Prairie Farms cookbook. Oh, I don't think I've tried that one. It is very Ooh. good. I, what you were saying about this pilgrim life and all her recipes, that's how I feel about the, the, the Prairie Homestead cookbook. Mm. All of her recipes are just like really, really flavorful and rich. Yes. I like that a lot. Yeah. I, like I know. That kid escaped from his bed. I gotta go put him back in. Okay, you're okay. Okay. I'm looking up that cookbook to remind myself to put it on my list because I always remember it and then forget it. I really like that cookbook. It's it's probably my favorite as far as just um I think the recipes taste the best in that of everything. Mm-hmm. I mean just like her roast chicken recipe is my favorite roast chicken recipe of all the ones that I've tried. Um, but it's all things like stovetop and oven. It's not any like Instapot or Crock-Pot yeah. or anything like that. Um, so it's all recipes that you're like, got to kind of be home for. Mm, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Not necessarily quick, quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, really good. 
but her French onion soup is super good. Oh, like French onion soup yes, we love French onion. Really, really good with like some homemade sourdough and cheese on melted on top. It's awesome. I'm actually gonna make mm -hmm. it because I have all the beef broth, but it was really good. Oh, that's so good. Mm -hmm. Um, brain fart. Oh, Magnolia. I do like Magnolia cookbook. I haven't explored I it a either, ton. Though. I really like it though. Everything I have made is so good. So good. I have made her chicken and wild rice soup and it was amazing. Oh, okay. Wait, but, so did you say you just got beef? Yeah, we just got all our beef. Okay, then I'll have to send you the, um, what is the cut? I think they're beef tenderloin. They're like uh, marinated in a yogurt and jalapeno brine. Oh my gosh, Jordan, they are so good and so easy, but makes it feel super fancy. Yeah, that sounds yeah. good. And it's in the oven, so you don't, it's like, it's really fancy, but it's really easy. <laughs> or it could be fancy, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, so we got a um, freezer full of beef right now. And we have a lot of venison right now, um, but not a lot of chicken. So I'm like, a lot of recipes that I would normally use chicken, I'm like, I'm just kind of swapping out. And yeah use as much chicken for a while which is fine um yeah there's certain recipes that I just kind of like to have chicken for so yeah I buy a, I buy a whole chicken every once in a while and we'll eat mm -hmm. it kind of throw the rest in the freezer and you realize how not flavorful most of our chicken is once you're like after you're eating other meats a lot <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> I wish that I had a good um source for chickens too because mm -hmm. I just I don't um, I had a neighbor that was going to, that I was going to buy some chickens up, off of whenever they um, butchered them, but um, they ended up, like, half of their chickens ended up getting killed, so. Oh, okay. So, that ended, didn't end up working out, but do you guys eat a lot of chicken? Um, when we're not, yeah, I mean, I guess, kind of, I don't know, we go in and out of spurts. Cause I, I really will only buy it when it's on like clearance and on sale. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. So I guess we can start talking about our winter plans <laughs> when it comes to all things. Um, <laughs> so winter plans as it comes to like food and hibernating as a family, <laughs> like all the things that you're going to be doing, um, yeah. you guys got in the works. Yeah. I feel like I, okay, when I got pregnant, when did I get pregnant? Maybe July timeframe. It was just hating garden life. I felt like I was going to be tired forever. I never wanted to plant another seed again or process anything ever again. <laughs> and I think knowing the pig was still coming up kind of kept me from, like, there's no way this is going to be a restful winter in my mind. Mm -hmm. But now that that's all behind me, I have started ordering seeds again. Feel and I'm so excited. What? kind of feel rejuvenated for it all. Yeah, like I'm finally feeling like, okay, I can rest. And this is the first year that I really am like looking at this season as I need to rest. You're going to have a baby at the end of this. Mm -hmm. You need to really, really rest. So, and Brian, um, because of his weird times off, he takes a lot of time off in December, which I'm so grateful for because I feel like I need it at the end of every year. I don't know about you guys. October is always a crazy hectic month for yeah. us ministry wise. Mm -hmm. And then November is crazy because we have a lot of family birthdays on top of Thanksgiving. So come December, I'm like, whoa, buddy, I need a, like a two month long nap. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just, I'm looking forward to having him home and yeah. And be, be 
being okay on it with just like community around television, watching things that are like Victorian farm that we're really excited about and saving the, I think the key to that is saving it and not just binging it in the moment, but being really strategic about how you use it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Our winter will probably be pretty similar. Um, it, it always feels like October, November, December just fly by and are super busy and fast paced. Um, but this year with um, our baby being due in December, it's like, I don't really know what the month will be like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because uh, she's due towards the end of the month. Um, but uh, we're going to be trying for a VBAC. So we've talked a little about like hoping that she comes a little bit earlier and mm -hmm. so anyways, um, all that to say, who really knows what December yeah. will be like, <laughs> but yeah. just hoping to have a peaceful time. So I'm like trying to mentally prepare myself now of things that I can do and mm -hmm. prepare and get ready just for transitions to be easier. And with this being the third, I'm like, I feel like I'm a little mm -hmm. bit more prepared of like how, how it's going to be. I mean, not yeah ever prepared. I mean, like, mentally, you feel more yeah, prepared, is what yeah, you're saying? Just like, yeah, just yeah. knowing that, okay, it's probably going to be a little sleep. It's probably going to be <laughs> home a lot. You know, things that uh, you can't, you can't really imagine with the first one. Mm -hmm. And even though the second one, really, like, you can't really imagine what it will be like to do those things and have a child with you. Yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've been getting some stuff together for the big boys. Um, for whenever we come home with her and yeah, just kind of planning to hibernate for a while and stay in and dream about spring. And <laughs> yes, we are going to build another garden box this year. So getting things prepared for that and um, planning what the garden will be like, but yeah, no like giant winter plans other than taking it slow, intentionally slow yes. and enjoying that season. Yeah. And yeah, Jared's going to take off some time around when the baby's born. So it'll be really mm -hmm. fun. Yeah, that's nice. Long rest this year. And, you know, I was thinking about it yesterday. I'm like, really, when you work hard in the, you know, surrounding the seasons, you get most of the year off in the sense of like resting your body because mm -hmm. you're really only working and preserving and doing all that for four yeah. months out of the year. But it, it's just, it takes so much out of you. Mm -hmm that it's by the time you come inside, it's like, I just want all the books, all the blankets, yeah. and then a dust off my sewing table, hopefully yeah. make a big quilt. <laughs> yeah. You know, all those indoor activities. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, we have to finish Christmas shopping. We've started that and I'm very close to being done. Um, but I have to finish. I have like a few small things to get for the kids still. I have like aunt and uncles that we usually buy for. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, we're almost done with that, which is cool. Oh, and I was going to give a budgeting tip if anybody cares about this, but something that we do with Christmas spending um, that we've done for the past two or three years that's worked really well. And okay, this tip only goes, this tip has qualifications because it only goes for people who know that they will not abuse the process. Um, uh -oh. But we, we, um, we use a discover for our purchases throughout the year. And then at the end of the year, there is Amazon um, money that they just give you just mm -hmm. money points that get built up. And we use that for our Christmas gifts. That's a good idea. A lot that for Christmas gifts. So anyways, um, Christmas never feels like a burden. And um, honestly, like 
we always, it, it always covers pretty much all of Christmas, but again, don't do it. If you think that you in any way <laughs> may not pay it off on time, or if you feel like you might um, get charged interest or anything like that, because I'm definitely anti-credit card if you're not going to use it very, very occasionally. Yeah. So, oh, and we're hosting Thanksgiving this year. I don't think I've told you that yet. Oh, fun. Yeah. So we're hosting Jared's family Thanksgiving. And it's going to be a pretty big shindig. I think is his sister coming in from Texas? So she moved back to Missouri. Oh, she. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Yeah. So I think we're going to have like close to 30 people. Wow. That'll be fun. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. So that big hospitality class has been really helpful to make me think through some tips and stuff for that. And yeah, I'm excited about it. But it has kind of thrown a kink in my decorating for Christmas because I normally decorate early. <laughs> But I have up winter stuff right now and some pilgrimy stuff. So it's worked. <laughs> I, have like some, I have a couple snowy pilgrim pictures that are up with wintry things. I have all these books. I was, ta- I was talking to you last night. I'm still trying to figure out what to do with all the books. Oh, what yeah. yeah. All the books. <laughs> yeah. Did I've you actually, put yours away? I actually wondered that not that long ago when I was trying to figure out what to do with ours. Um, yeah, so I, I put away fall books and then after Christmas, I'm going to put away Christmas books. I just have them on the top shelf. So they're like, I could get them, okay. but mm-hmm. I see what you're top shelf of a closet, um, not on the bookshelf because we were running out of bookshelf space. Okay. But after you were talking about that last night, I was like, we could technically build shelves on the wall where we have that bookshelf and it would give us more storage because right now we just have a metal a metal bookshelf and so if mm-hmm. we had built like shelves that were longer could get more books in but where'd you decide to put yours have you decided I haven't decided part of it is I haven't talked to Brian to see what he's willing to commit to <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we just it is I mean I should show you my side table it's just so bad it's just so bad and part of it too is like just babies and kids and I want them to want to be around books. I don't want it to be something that is completely off limits, but it's just like, how then? How? Yeah. I told you about our landing, right? And what do you mean by landing? Is it, did you say above the door? Yes. So, so if you imagine our house is like a long rectangle, but you were to push the front door in inward. So it's like a little cave going inside. Okay. So there's like an overhang above our door as you walk out. That's maybe like a, Uh, I don't know, 10 by seven sort of, maybe a little bit smaller than that. But when you walk in the house, it's just a landing up there, just blank space. Right now it has like random toys that have hit up there and stuff. But Brian wants to turn it into a library and put a little railing up there. But I'm just like, is that dorky? I think that's actually really cool. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what he mentioned wanting to do. So we'll see if we're committed to it or not. I mean, I think that would be pretty cool, and your kids would love to go up there and get books and sit. That's what I think. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. And honestly, it's like out of the way. So, what else are you going to put up there? Yeah, that's true. Well, no, literally, yeah. Jordan, you should see it. It's probably about an inch of dust and 50 bazillion stuffed animals that have got yeah. thrown up there. <laughs> I feel like that's a perfect place to store tons of books. Yeah. Cool. I need to just do it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for you that you're feeling all reinvigorated for house stuff too. Oh my gosh. I'm I feel so, like the second yeah. trimester energy hit you and you're like, everything's great again. <laughs> I know. Seriously, I was like, this is going to be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Hormones are so yes. weird. Yeah. So my, weird. My that feeling left like two weeks ago and now I'm like, everything's hard. 
<laughs> and do you feel like you get a little burst at the end though or do you just feel like you're just ready to be done um no i don't know really i think i think i get a little bit better towards the towards the very end yeah because i remember like seriously we mostly out of like I think it, for me, it's usually out of necessity at that point because it's like the baby's coming. I have to get this done. There's no other time. I remember with Ransom, like weeding a very large garden at like 39 weeks pregnant and like enjoying it, you know? (laughs) So yeah, I think I probably get a a bit of an energy peak at the end. We'll see if that happens. Mm -hmm. That was in the summer too. So winter doesn't help things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you have to really, I was thinking about that today because I was feeling like the house was clean yesterday. I was feeling optimistic about all my, my plans. <laughs> and then Cyril did not sleep last night and I spent a lot of the morning teary-eyed yeah. on my husband's shoulder. And I'm having to remind myself, like, you have to ride these energy waves. You can't just give up just because yeah. you didn't get sleep last night. You will have another day like that, but yeah. don't, don't freak out because it's not today. <laughs> yeah. And I think that is what is important for me, which Jared always tells me, look, see the big picture. Like don't live in, don't live in this tiny little moment of not feeling it. Because the big picture is that this pregnancy has been so great compared to Valor's and God's been really merciful and I have felt so much better. But then you have days when you're really tired and you're like, are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, just like trying to see the big picture of like, I will feel better again one day. Yeah. And I will feel I think when it's your first pregnancy too, you don't have anyone else to worry about. So you can, in a way, I know a lot of you first time pregnant people listening won't believe this, but you're resting all the time. Yeah. Or when the need presents itself, you know. Yes. You can can mentally attend to the task before you without being overly distracted by 50 bazillion things. Yeah. But it's not the same way. Once you have kids, you really have to ride it out yeah. and be patient and be literally just do whatever God puts before you. <laughs> and that's it. I need to get some more, uh, like Play-Doh and just like activities that don't really require a lot of my, um, help with for the kids, for the days that I'm not really feeling great, that it's like, okay, here. I need to do that too. Here. I need to do Here's that a box for you. Do you have ones you like? Like activities like that. Mm-hmm. My kids have been super into wiki sticks lately. They have little oh. characters and mm-hmm. they've been using wiki sticks as his web and um, <laughs> like <laughs> hanging him from different things at the house. And so, yeah, wiki sticks have been shockingly entertaining for them for the past little bit. And they like uh, play foam. They uh, like Play-Doh. They love kinetic sand, but that has to be on a day that I have more energy because it's such a gigantic mess. There's um, some German modeling clay that's made out of beeswax that I keep wanting to get mm-hmm. because apparently it's not as messy as kinetic sand and um, Play-Doh, but it's a little more expensive. Like my understanding is that it doesn't dry out, if I remember correctly, so it, in, in the long run, it could be more worth it that way, yeah. but yeah, I just haven't pulled the trigger. Yeah, and then um, Ransom really likes Art Hub. Have you guys oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He really likes doing um, things like that. So he's got a sketchbook and some supplies for artwork stuff that he really enjoys doing. I don't know what her name is on her channel, but if you just look up on YouTube, Draw Tip Tuesday, 
that's what we use because are you supposed to be doing drawing lessons for school so that's what we use once a week and I like it because the kids love art hub but I just I can't stand watching it mm-hmm. I like to do the draw tip Tuesday though with them okay so it might it could just be a fun thing even Brian when Brian's home and we do it Brian always sits down and does it with us but okay. yeah it's just fun I'll have to check that one out and then they both like activity books like if I have a book with you know pages of different things to do in mm-hmm. it and that kind of stuff do they like um, stickers yes they love stickers Someone- yeah, I got for Ira last year I got him like a desk size Doug and Melissa um sticker book That's and it I don't know it had like maybe 10 pages of stickers in it and it was like six bucks or something and they just barely got through it like last month so I love those okay is it the kind of thing where they like put the stickers on the pages like or reuse no okay. it's just like sticker pages okay I don't know how to describe it maybe yeah. several hundred stickers <laughs> And I don't know why. It's not like my kids do anything super creative with it. They just literally take it off and put it on another piece of paper. Yep. Like, whatever. Yeah. I, last year, got a Melissa and Doug stamp set that was maybe, like, 30. Oh, got one for that. Yeah. And um, ink pad. And they like doing those a lot, too. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, That's her one of her Christmas presents. Oh, you say you got Daphne stamp set? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Say my boys still play outside a lot. They're just yesterday they were outside yeah. quite a bit in a leaf pile. <laughs> uh-huh. I need more stickers now. I need to go order some. Yeah. <laughs> Anything like that is like I gotta think of all the things like that that would be good for once you have a new baby and you're just like nursing and need to not be helping other people at mm-hmm. the like, okay, here's here's some play-doh. Enjoy yourself for a little while. <laughs> I've seen those on. They're like color markers. I keep wanting to get those too, but I still, I'm like, I still think the kids would want to just paint with a paintbrush. What are they? Paint markers? Yeah, they're supposed to like paint markers or watercolor markers, but I just think they would probably rather have the paintbrush anyways. (laughs) You know what I ordered for one of Ransom's gifts for Christmas is these crayons that are called gel crayons. Do you guys have these? Mm Mm-mm. Okay. It was an art hub thing. And- Oh, Okay awesome they look like they look like drawing with a marker whenever they like make a mark with them but it's a crayon and they're kind of fat and they're scented they look really fun yeah i should check those out it's on the art hub so art hub has a amazon page of all the supplies that they use oh i didn't know that i should go check that out okay so here's a question do you leave art stuff out for the kids or is it like they ask you and you bring it out sort of thing so i have pretty much anything I don't mind them using on their own in the school cabinet and they're welcome okay. to do what they yeah. want all of that. But if there's things that, um, okay. like I actually have markers, not in that. I have markers up higher because Valor will draw oh, okay. things that he shouldn't still. <laughs> um, but anything oh, yeah. that is okay to be used is in, in the cabinet and okay to be grabbed in reach. Do you know how I put up all those stars on my one wall by well, <laughs> I was walking by it the other day and I was like, what's that on the wall? Daphne has outlined most of the ones <laughs> she <laughs> with purple colored pencil. So now I have purple and gold stars on the wall, thanks to Daphne. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah. 
awesome. Um, Valor got Sharpie on my couch about two weeks ago. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't super noticeable. Did you get it off or is it just on there? Um, I got it off a little bit. Um, it's not super noticeable, so it's it's okay. But that was when it was like, okay, markers are going away. Yeah. Sharpies for the Art Hub thing. So I was like, okay, these have to be in a safer location. And he also got it all over my um, <laughs> coffee tabletop because I was like, okay, you can draw here. Those are hard things to fix because it's like, do I spend all the time and energy right now fixing all these things when I know it's going to be that way in two months again? Like, it's just hard to know what to do with some of them. That's very true. Cyril has gnawed holes in a lot of our windowsills because he's at that perfect height where he just yeah. chews on them. And so now there's like little holes along. I'm like, oh my gosh. It's like a hamster's been here. That's really funny. <laughs> well, awesome. New house with kids. Yeah. Um, speaking of a funny story, I have to tell you this that happened on our walk this morning. So, Jared and the boys. We're going down this little hill to go um, near this lake to look at, to see if Ransom's bobber was still stuck in this tree from when he was fishing this summer, and now all the leaves have fallen off, so they can see the bobber. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, Valor was following behind them, and it's a pretty decent slope of the hill, and he trips, he trips and falls, hands in front of him, and his body. Oh, no stayed like a plank and his feet went over and I swear <gasps> he did like a straight up and down handstand. Did he hurt himself? No, he didn't even cry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> complete flip. And I, I was like, I really wish that this was a video <laughs> because it was like the funniest trip and flip combination. And then he just looked back at me and smiled like, did you just cry? <laughs> Oh man, I was dying laughing, like crying. I was laughing so hard. I was the only one that saw it too. <laughs> right in front of him. They didn't even see it just happened behind him, but it was it was like a great body flip. Yeah, that's so funny. It's hard to not laugh at kids like that when Oh no. I don't know if they're gonna like how they're gonna react. No. No, I knew he was fine because it was like one of those falls where it was like slow motion, like will yes. pull his feet all the way over or will he go back down? That's so funny. All the way over. That's hysterical. <laughs> Ira recently, he's always making things, always making things. And he was so excited about this blindfold that he had made with paper and a, oh, what are they, hole punch and, you know, a uh, string. And he came up to Brian and I, he's like, look, look, my new blindfold. And he put it on, literally, Jordan immediately smacked his head right in the wall because he couldn't see. And then he got mad and started yelling at us. And we were just laughing so hard. <laughs> buddy don't be so sensitive <laughs> oh my gosh that's funny man ira maybe you're one that like gets all kinds of injuries <laughs> actually yeah he's we've never been to the er for ari other than um like asthma stuff yeah. but ira's already been to the er faux show and there's been plenty of times that i'm like i'm not taking you because i know they're gonna call cps on me <laughs> yeah he's definitely that kid yeah, because I feel like he's, I mean, things that I know, that he's got a concussion recently and gashed his head open not that long ago. Oh, yeah. I know. I feel so, Brian and I are always like, we feel so bad for us. Is yeah. he the one that hit Daphne with a hammer? Yes. Yes. See? And they all, all three of them said that it was an accident. Even if it's like, no biggie, mom. 
blood just gushing out of her face like okay no biggie whatever no he's just um he's so earnest and really he really is a hard worker Mm -hmm. and he's so attentive to what's before him and nothing else around him that he just can make a lot of mistakes because of that (laughs) so yeah he's just intense in what he's doing oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) valor's a little like that too um which jared is a lot like that too and I was laughing yesterday because Valor will, he'll, he'll go downstairs to get something. He'll be like, I'm going to go get this car, whatever. He'll go downstairs to get this car. And then it'll be like 20 minutes. I'm like, where's Valor? What is he doing? He's still down there. And he'll have gotten completely distracted and just like totally mm-hmm. engrossed in some other thing that's down here. Yep. And, <laughs> and Jared is the same way. He'll be like, I'm going to go grab this. And I'll be like, where are you and what are you doing and he's like oh i wonder if it's a male thing like (laughs) the not not because there's not i don't think there's such thing as multitasking really but i think women can go back and forth better than men can they are so task oriented Mm -hmm. i wonder if that's what it is maybe but it is hilarious it is it is funny like a little miniature version of exactly what jared does that's so funny (laughs) no (laughs) Oh, man. Well, got anything else to say today? (laughs) I mean, no, I don't think so. Very rambly today. Yeah. Hope y'all enjoyed the rambling. Thanks for listening.